I, I think I'm on. Oh, Chris is, uh, as a producer, Chris can get a little tricky and try to lure Phil into saying some things on the front end when he doesn't know it. But I know that we're on now, and this is the greatest song you never heard podcast. I am Phil Anderson, one of the co-hosts of uh, this uh, podcast is gaining great popularity around the mm, world. That's true. We're, we're about to be pulled off Spotify for our views. That's right. <laughs> and by the time this gets released, that'll be... Not even an issue. Well, anymore. last week's episode had such a, uh, a, a a song that just nobody should listen to because of the suggestiveness of it that we've had. Uh, we are now in true. negotiations with the, uh, who's the owner of Spotify? What's his name? I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, guy who lives in Sweden or the Netherlands. Anyway, uh, I think we're going to win. We're going to stay on air, which mm. is good. So Neil Young doesn't have to pull true. Uh, his... Um, whoever that might be that no one listens to his music anymore. My favorite was there was a meme of Neil Young fans trying to get off of Spotify. It was a picture of an 80 year old dude <laughs> with one of those old cell phones that like the, the Zach Morris phone. Yes. It was like amazing. Oh my gosh. Anyway, the voice you just heard, that's Chris Cochran. Chris, mm. how's it going? This is your little child, this podcast. I have other children actually, but um, yeah, this is, uh, it was an idea I had back in the mid 2000s when podcasting first got started. Uh, and I started compiling a list of songs and I'm like, how come everybody doesn't know these songs? They're the great songs. Uh, and so either it was poor marketing or poor timing or just being from the wrong country yeah. sometimes. Um, so did you feel that by the way, when you went way in and said, I have other children, did you feel what happened? No. Riley rolled her eyes. Oh, she did. That was what that feeling was. She's like, was. oh my God, Dad. What's a disturbance in the force Stop. <laughs> well, today, Phil, I got a song for you that I am uh, super, super excited about. Do you know those songs in your life that when you hear them, they take you back to not only a specific time in your life, but a specific physical location and and you could almost name the day and time and all that yes one yes. of those songs for me is uh and you're gonna laugh at this uh shine sweet freedom from uh michael mcdonald it was from the soundtrack for running scared okay. and it and it came out and i can tell you where i was sitting in my room boom box on the shelf the whole bit i know exactly where i was this is not that song uh but it's one of those kind of songs that you hear and you just it takes you back to a very specific time, a very specific physical location. Uh, and when I tell you why those things uh, matter to me later on, you will laugh. But You know, the very first song we played on this podcast was Mixtape by Jamie Cullen. True. So a mixtape is a, is a tape we used to make. Yeah. Because that's the only way we could. Did I tell you how I used to make my mixtapes? No. I had a little portable recorder okay. with a microphone that was up against the radio. Oh, yeah. When the radio uh, was on and I would be listening. And you remember we've talked about a good DJ as one. Or that, as they called it when you were a kid, the wireless. <clears throat> the wireless? <laughs> there was lots of wires. So it was definitely not the wireless. Um, the DJs will talk up until the, yes. the lyrics play, right? And so I would hear the song that's coming on. Yes. And I would know it. So I'd hit record and play because you had to do two buttons. Yeah, yeah. That's how I made my mixtapes. Wow. And so I would have this collection of songs. They were horrible, 
audio. Yeah. Half of them had the DJ at the beginning. I don't know where those tapes are. They're long gone. It used to but... make me so angry, especially during morning drive when those DJs who were, it's called posting. Right. They're so good at posting where the song's playing and they're like, on Hot FM 105. Pow! And the person starts singing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she used to drive me nuts because I would do the same thing. Only by that time, my, my boom box actually could record off the radio. Right. And so. I, mine could not. Right. We didn't have boom boxes. Well, today's song is one of those songs that I think, uh, and we'll get into it in detail, but mm. I want to prime it by saying this. It's one of those songs that I think you never heard because you're from the wrong country. Okay. Are you ready for this? I am. I thought it was the right country. Well, anyone can lose it all. Well, anyone can lose it all. And you don't heed your warning's call. Well, anyone can lose it all. Well, anyone can make a mess Yeah, anyone can make a mess Just take so much and make it last Well, anyone can make a mess When you got time and streets Making saints and sinners Lincoln sheets making losers Well, anyone can be a saint Well, anyone can be a saint And you just forget that you ain't We can go and be a saint Well, anyone can be a star Well, anyone can be a star You know, I wish we'd had more time. You know, I think it was a crime. The things we'd waste, trying not to waste our time. And you got time and streets making saints and sinners. Blink on sheets making losers for winners. Let's know what your dream. Dreams should be 
come back in from the other room because I was dancing. <laughs> Is this called When You Got Time? No. Okay. It should be called that. It should be called that. <laughs> I love the song, by yeah. the way. First off, right off the bat, I love the song because it's percussion driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love, this isn't like over the top percussion driven, but it's definitely percussion yes. driven. And I mean, I'm here slapping my, I saw my leg and knowing exactly when the accents are going mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's just natural. Right. And the, and I, I love anyone can be a saint. Yes. Well, anyone can be a saint. Mm-hmm. They, they repeat the line, but, but put the yes. accent on, on a different word on every one of those verses. Yes. I love that. I just, this is a fun song and I feel like I should know this artist but I, maybe I don't. I I don't think you would. Okay. Um, it's a funny song. Uh, so the song is called Saints and Sinners. Okay, there you go. Uh, I bet you our good friend Brian Page probably has heard this song. Uh, he's an Irish artist. Ah, yes. Uh, who has sense. a crazy story. So when he's 12 years old, he was living in Dublin, which is like uh, like for for Irish music is a, is a mecca, right? Right. He's living in Dublin and he gets his first guitar and he decides that rather than sticking around Dublin, he runs away and starts busking on the okay. streets of yeah, Galway, yeah. Yeah. which is a whole other city. And for 12 years, he busks on the streets. Part of it, he's homeless. Part of it, he's just like on his own as a kid, right? Busking on the streets he's of Galway. He's making enough money to survive. Barely making enough money yeah. to survive. Uh, so fast forward uh, to what... 12 years later, he's 24 years old, and he's playing the International Bar in Dublin, which is like a super famous, everybody who's an Irish, like U2's played there, mm. like anybody who's an Irish artist U2, plays there. Like a they, flash in the pan. Kind of, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, and so he is playing at the International Bar at the age of 24, uh, and somebody from Sony Music hears him. And so they wow. go, hey, you've been doing this for a little while. If we gave you some studio time... Would you be able to like record anything and like original? And so he goes into the studio and in two days cranks out nine songs. Nine original. Now he he didn't write nine songs. Yes, he nine did. original songs. He, he wrote that. No, he well he had been like writing them all right. The years. Exactly. So he didn't like. Oh, I got uh, two days, so I, I'll write these nine songs Correct. right now. He His didn't. His name do is that. not Beethoven. Okay, that's right. Um, so he decides to he records these songs. The songs come out, and and they kind of thought of it as like a demo. Mm. So they were not considering that it would be like usable. Right. They loved it so much they released it as it was wow for his first album wow uh this is from an album later on in his career a couple albums later um and it the album is called uh saints and sinners this was released in 2004 okay as a single um and the reason and i'll get into some more stuff about the song here but the reason this song takes me back and really really like to the specific place when in 2004 uh or 2005 when i was podcasting originally right uh, I had this tiny closet. It was literally about half the size of this room. So think like six feet by by fourteen feet. And did it have clothes hanging in there? No, there was for sound no, no. But I put up. Um, I ended up taking up some foam and putting it on the wall behind me. And the wall in front of me needed some sound deadening. So I found on this. I, was, I didn't have any money. I was poor. And I found on the side of the road an old yoga mat. Oh, and there I, you like, go. Perfect. Put that up on the wall. Uh, and I unlike what we have in this studio. Correct. Correct. Okay. The, I mean, the, what we've got here. Uh, can, by the way, can you run over to the keg and get us another beer? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, um, I will. <laughs> so anyway, uh, when I was doing that podcasting, uh, streaming internet audio started becoming a thing outside of podcasting. And one of the things that started was um, a, a website called Live Ireland. Mm. I'm Irish. Uh, and I really love our traditional Irish music. Mm. 
and Live Ireland started uh, a streaming radio station on a website for Irish music. Nice. And it got huge overnight. And then they started maybe a year later doing um, the same thing, only it was modern Irish music. So it was all these bands that I'd never heard of, like Bell X2 and um, Patty Casey, Declan O'Rourke, uh, a guy by the name of Glenn Hansard, who was leading for The Frames. The Frames was the fir- one of the first songs we did on this show. Okay, yeah. Um, all those bands were like, they were playing and they would do this hour and a half long show where the DJ would sh- well, like play these songs. Well, I didn't realize when I started listening to this until probably four or five days in a row listening to it, it was the same hour and a half on loop. Oh, was Because they didn't have enough resources to do uh, like two live radio stations. That's funny. And so this song was one of those songs that got played during that time. Gotcha. Uh, the gentleman's name is Patty Casey, which oh, is like the d- best Irish name ever, right? By the way, I do think I know his name. I, you do? I think I do know his name, but I, it's not like I listen to a lot of Irish except for once a year around St. Patrick's Day, but you know... Um, yeah. So he ended up on Sony Music, and in 2008, uh, they decided to part ways. He It looked at one point like his career was just going to take off. Uh, he ended up playing on David Letterman. He opened for a bunch of big bands at the time. Uh, and for whatever reason, either Sony didn't put the music, the, the marketing behind it yeah, or whatever right. else, or he just wasn't clicking with the American market. Uh, for whatever reason, in 2008, he was like, see ya, and 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 canceled his contract, went back to Ireland and recorded an indie album. And he's been an indie artist ever since. Wow. He just released in 2021, I think it is, um, a double album. There's like 19 songs. So he's producing this himself? Yes. Okay. And he's still good. Like he's still making really quality music. Well, you don't become not good. Well, there's not a quality single on the album that he just did. There, there's just not a song that you that, like that that you hear and you're just like, that's such a good song. They're all good. But they're not, and if you heard them live, I'm sure they're fantastic. But there's not one that just gets in your head and gets into your heart. Uh, and so, and I think that's kind of what happened after all the stuff I listened to after he left Sony is like, eh, which is the power of a producer, I think, in a lot of times. Right. So, does uh, I know the answer to this? Do, does music have to, do songs have to be a single to be good? No, but I think that the reason uh, I listened to an interview recently with Paul McCartney um, and they were asking him about how he came up with so many memorable melodies. Mm. And he said, back then we didn't have anything to record. So the only way we could remember them if they is if they were memorable. Right. So the when you think about a song that is timeless and like gets into someone's heart, there's something about the melody. There's something about it that is memorable. And so, yes, I think that in order for a song to be quote unquote good, it's got to be like, and the reason that they become a single is because they were that good. So uh, similarly, I listened to a Billy Joel uh, interview and he was asked of, of his five top Billy Joel songs. Hmm. Now, the question was framed. If you were at a Billy Joel concert, what would the, be the five songs you want to listen to? Okay. Because he doesn't say what his favorite songs are because anybody will tell you it writes music. They're all kids. Yeah. And you don't have a favorite kid. <clears throat> Please tell me he do. said we didn't start the fire. It's not in the top five. Okay. Um, no, but he, uh, all of the songs he mentioned, uh, well, one was so obscure. I mean, I know it, but it's like, wow, he that's one he really likes. Interesting. Um, Vienna was one, which... Yeah. I almost came to the table with, but ended up it yeah, lost. I would know that song. You would know that one. Yeah. yeah and then, sure. and so it goes, we did actually play that as a, you know, listen to this other one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you know, so you, but none of these were hits, right? But they're all really good songs. So I, I mean, you know, hits, 
they they come in the form of of what the the masses will like because that's what's going to drive and make the money, right? But- well, also times too, there are people in control who may or may not be. Uh, there was a, a gentleman in the late '60s um, named Don Kirshner, and at the time, he was called the man with the golden ear because mm. he could create hits. He always knew what a hit was, um, and and we were talking about this a little bit before we got on air. Um, the song you and I marched to the beat of a different drum right, from right. Stone Ponies, the name of the yeah. band. Linda Ronstadt sang that. They didn't write that song. Right. Uh, Mike Nesmith from the Monkees wrote that song, and he was told at the time, this isn't a hit and it's not a Monkees song. It's not going on one of these albums. But this one we listened to. Yes. Somebody from Sony. Yes. So this is the flip side. Yeah. Someone said, let's go record. And someone said, this sounds good enough to put out. Well, I think that part so of it's it too, just interesting. Uh, you know, I'd love to hear from those of you in the audience who are musicians, because I think what happens is... I think we get. I think musicians get too married to their art. Oh, no question. And so, when sometimes you think of something that you think is so brilliant and so amazing, and you worked so hard for, or or it was just a hard time in your life when you created, or whatever the circumstances. Well, there's an were, investment too. There is. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that everyone else likes it. Right. You because know? they don't. They don't come with all of that information. Right. They come. The information is presented, which is. A finished song. Well, and that's one of the interesting things about this song, uh, because what would you think? What when you you listen to the song one time, obviously mm-hmm. you read through the lyrics. Yeah. What do you think this song is about? Um, you know, honestly, I don't know because again, musically driven. I love the percussion, and and the, the there was a rhythm to the lyrics which I liked. I don't know what the song is about. This song is actually about homelessness. Okay. And the people that he met on the street when he was homeless. Yeah. Uh, which, when you think about the word lyrics from that, it's a funny song because it's a big juxtaposition, right? Because uh, it's very about homelessness and and people who are suffering, but in a very happy uh, uh, delivery. Yeah, very happy delivery. So when you said this guy was busking for years, twelve or something like yeah. that, right? I this is what I picture. Have you seen those uh, artists on the street that have all these five gallon drums? Oh yeah, 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 and and you know they're not singing; they're they're playing rhythms and things like that. But they're freaking awesome. Yes, that's what I because this song is so percussion driven. I can just see him actually singing this song yeah. and playing this. I don't know, have any idea if that. You know, one of the things, uh, one of the reasons I think this song was not bigger in the U.S. is uh, I think that the divide between Europe and and America uh, culturally. Uh, is one of those reasons. And so it's interesting. I was thinking about this and why wouldn't have this song gotten... I mean, in 2004, this song should have been all over every radio station ever. I mean, it's got really good appeal. Yes. Ear appeal, right? I mean, yeah. it's easy to listen to. It's toe-tapping. Yes. And yet... But I think that one of the things that I was, I've was i been thinking about this week is America is so big and so diverse hmm. that it's different. So one of the things that I've experienced over the past couple of years... Uh, is my daughter uh, Riley lives in Sweden, right? And um, they do. They have all this Swedish music that they want to produce and release. Not like ABBA, but like other pop songs and stuff like that. Right. That gets played locally on all the radio stations that you and I will never hear. Right. But it's still some of it's still really good. Well, of course. And and because it's Swedish, it gets knocked down a rung because it's not. American. It wasn't like produced by Simon Cowell or somebody like that. Yeah. You know? I, I'm sorry. I just, that whole pretentiousness I hate. But I think this, this, I think Patty Casey falls into that whole, it's, it's not even a pretentiousness. It's, it's, 
he's from somewhere else and nobody knows who he is and why would he connect with audiences here and nobody knows and so they hear him and they're like ah, whatever but we hear it now and go well, why wasn't this song a gigantic hit? but here's the thing so i listen to this i don't care who it is to me a good song is a good song i don't care when it was recorded or who who recorded it right. that's me okay so when i'm listening to the song i'm like i love this we're, yeah, but, but we live in a, a, like, America is so fickle and our dollars go towards the same things over and over. And I'll give you the best example. My wife and I are riding along in the car last night and a song comes on the radio. She likes to listen to, we listen to Sirius XM, mm-hmm. and she likes to listen to this station called Chill. It's literally like the worst, I wouldn't say it's the worst. It's just not what I, it's like the stuff you'd hear at a spa. Right? Okay, yeah. So this song comes on and I'm like, I've never heard this Billie Eilish song. And she goes, this makes me so angry. And I said, why? And she goes, it's a blatant ripoff of Billie Eilish. And I look at it and it's not her. It's some band no one's ever heard of. And it's literally the production style, the singing, the lyrics. It's just a ripoff. And so we end up like creating that copycat type culture. And then when a song like this comes out, you're like, well, that's not like anything on the radio. Right. And and so there lie in, lies in the, the challenge right. of anybody creating music because you want to blaze your own trail. Mm-hmm. You want to be unique. Right. But we're told you don't sound enough like this person. Or you don't sound enough like this band. It's not marketable. It's not marketable. And so that bugs me because it's like, if I hear something and I'm, I'm like, this is really good. And, and someone says, well, why do you say that? Because this is a nobody. Right. I don't really care. I, you know, and I don't want to That's make this me. horse too dead. But yeah. I, I uh, this last week got really, really into... I listened to an interview, a podcast interview with Eddie Vedder. Mm. Uh, he released in February, he released a brand new album full of all original hits. Okay. Uh, not hits. All original songs. It's very kind of um, Pearl Jammy. Okay. But yeah, yeah, very not. Right. Uh, and I started deep diving into, he also did the soundtrack recently for a couple of years ago for a movie called Flag Day. Um, with that he did with Glenn Hansard from The Frames um, and his daughter sings on it and um, uh, an indie artist named Cat Power and I started listening to this soundtrack it's so good and I, I, I was thinking like how is it that Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam are still selling out like 40,000 seat arenas but the next Pearl Jam is not getting a record contract anytime soon right well and, and that's because we put so much emphasis emphasis? yes emphasis on the the people with notoriety. Mm. I mean, we've talked about this. Paul McCartney's voice is kind of wavering these days. Yeah. Right? He's still a great writer. But, uh, you know, he's put his, his vocal cords through the ringer. Right. And so that's going to have, it's going to be taxing. Yeah. But yet, we listen to his music and it's like, well, that's Paul McCartney. Yeah. If anybody else were to produce us, that music, we would say, ah, yeah, totally. So, I mean, it you know, it, it's not fair, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yes. And YouTube will continue to, because they're YouTube, put out great music. Right, Chris? That is true. I'm that not going to be playing a YouTube song on this <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> it's if, all right. If you have some conversation that you want to add in with us, please search us out on Twitter, which our handle is at G-S-Y-N-H podcast. Uh, on Facebook, go there too if you're a Facebook guy. Greatest song you never heard. What if you're a Facebook gal? You know, you should. If, if you're a Facebook gal, go to the greatest song you never heard on Facebook. Okay. And you will see the Facebook guys that are there. There you go. Just saying. And then, of course, you uh, might find your spouse. <laughs> you 
We are going to be matchmaker match. Sorry. <laughs> and of course, the greatest song you never heard.com. Until next week, Chris, thank you. This is always fun. And let's do this again. Let's do it again soon. All on right. The next time, we'll do it next time on the greatest song you never heard podcast. Perfect. Perfect.